We are shows what you know We'll always watch TV And if you think we can't We'll watch more and you'll see That's why the people of the web Believe in Jim from Las Vegas And Jacob from Sweden Welcome to Shows What You Know, where we discuss all the latest and also very old television shows, but this week it's something that's both new and old at the same time. Yes, fantastic. It's Better Call Saul, the prequel to Breaking Bad. We're here discussing the third season. Uh, my name is Jacob Burrows. And I am Jim Scampoli, and like Jacob said, we are discussing Better Call Saul. But prequels suck, you say? And I, I do. say... Yeah, you're right. You're right. This mm. one's pretty good, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, even I think our society has a quite healthy uh, distaste for prequels, uh, which has grown over the years, except for, you know, all the people making every movie. Uh, they still like them. But everyone else really hates it, and it's almost to the level of... Uh, y- y- I don't know. We, were you... We've never actually discussed Better Call Saul as such. Uh, yeah. So I, I would want to ask, like, what is your opinion of the first two seasons? Well, I would say I actually, I really enjoy the first two seasons. Um, the, the, I, I'm not gonna, I don't want to jump too ahead. I know you asked me about the first two seasons. I feel like this season, this third season is the first time it's starting to feel more prequely, mm-hmm. which isn't always a great thing. Yeah. Um, but the first two seasons, yeah, it was, it's very interesting. Uh, nice take on, I mean, Saul Goodman, we get to see that he's Jimmy McGill. Yeah, Jimmy McGill. And he yeah. also could be Gene, whatever, uh, when he in the future. In true Breaking Bad fashion, we get to go all around the timelines. We get to see all parts. We get to go way back into the past. We get to see what's going on in 2002. We get to jump back to 2008 sometimes. We get to see what's going on with uh, Jimmy, Saul, Gene now. Um, and uh, who doesn't love Bob Odenkirk? But... At least the first two seasons, it felt like we were kind of learning new things. Um, you know, we learned that Jimmy McGill has a brother, uh, an, an, uh, an overbearing weirdo who's afraid of electricity. And yeah. he has, you know, a potential love interest, a kind of will they, won't they. And he's always ki- he's always been kind of scummy, but a more manageable scummy with like a, just a scummy guy with a good heart. Not quite the full on lawyer shyster that we knew and loved from Breaking Bad. So yeah. I, I really liked all that, which is kind of a sprinkle of Breaking Bad stuff, like a character here and there that we know. Uh, I don't know if I'm fully loving this, like, Breaking Bad. Like, here here we are, Breaking Bad stuff. You remember this? Mm-hmm. Well, what about this? Like, that yeah. stuff, it's putting me off a little bit in this new season. How about yourself? Oh, I feel quite similarly that the further we get from season one, where, as you said, everything was new. We didn't know, like, everything was new about it. Like, Jimmy was a whole new character that we yes. didn't know, that we yep. got to know. Uh, and the more, the further we get from season one, the more... I mean, this is unavoidable, but we're getting closer to Breaking Bad, and that brings with it a whole mess of problems. Like, it could also bring positive points, but uh, also it's bringing problems, especially because this show 
is trying to do something different, as they've said from the start, uh, and as as is very obvious by how they do it. It's it's a very different. Sh- well, very is a strong word. It's quite similar in a lot of ways, actually. But yeah. I mean, it's not the same intenseness. It's more of kind of feels like a detective show. Sometimes they put in clips from like old gangster and noir or stuff. Sometimes that Mike's watching, and and it's kind of like you're figuring out what the characters are doing after they're doing it a lot we did that sometimes in breaking bad but here it's almost like the whole intrigue uh, now i'm talking more about this season than than the others maybe but a lot of the intrigue is based on we don't know what these characters are up to and we're kind of watching them scheme and plan against each other which is interesting to a point but that's still quite you know surface level stuff yeah. Uh, it, it's kind of, it's hard because, yeah, but it's, it's, um, well, it's, it, let me talk about Breaking Bad first. It's difficult not to talk about Breaking Bad first. Yeah. Like, we both love Breaking Bad so much. I, yeah, it's so good. It's an yeah, amazing I, show. I've said it is my favorite show, and I, maybe I need to rewatch some other shows to be able to cement it, but every time I go back to it, I, it doesn't disappoint like other shows when you go back and watch it. Uh, so, and I have a shrine to which I pray every day with Walter White on it. Uh, all this good stuff. Um, and this is something different. And s- yeah, I, I, I think I agree with overall what you were saying. It, there's a slowness to it that doesn't lead itself to super dramatic climaxes. Uh, yes. As I feel we learned last season, because I had a lot of trust in this show. A lot of trust. I just believed in it with all my heart, and I still still do. I, uh, But it was a bit shaken last season because I didn't feel uh, as satisfied with season two as I did with season one. Um, what was your opinion of, of the end of season two? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I mean, I, I actually, I, I remember for the most part really liking the season, but yes, uh, the, the way it ended on kind of, uh, these cliffhangers, uh, was a bit much to me because, <clears throat> and, and I, and I like your point that you point out, like we're finding out what characters are doing after. And, and I guess they kind of have to do that because, we already know who a lot of these characters are. Yeah. So they they have to give us something that we don't know what's going on to kind of keep us tuning in because, you know, they're 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 giving us reveals of like Los Polos Hermanos or whatever, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we know, we know, <laughs> like <laughs> exactly. And, and even like they they talk about I didn't catch this myself, but you know the Reddit crowd and they they talked about it on the the Insider podcast like. In season two, I guess what the first letter of each episode title s- spelt out like Frings back or something yes. like that. Yeah, and that's all well and good, and and, and that's part of the reason why these the, like these writers and Vince Gilligan and, and they're they're amazing, like because they do they love details like that, and it's great when they do that. But then with this season, it feels like they're really stretching it out. Um, what what like what is already basically a foregone conclusion like we already know yeah. where this is going and they were even laying out all these hints and details and it's nice how meticulous they are but then it's also kind of like episode one and two of this season probably just should have been one episode mm-hmm. with the amount of like not that this not that these shows are all plot but it just felt too. It felt so samey between the episodes. I mean, we're not going to talk spoilers yet. We're just kind of saying in general. Uh, right. It just felt like that could have been one episode. Uh, 
And the only other thing is it feels Dude, you like... Mentioned, you mentioned Los Poyos Hermanos, <laughs> yeah, so clearly yeah. we're in spoilers already. <laughs> I mean, it'd be great if uh, you were, uh, you know, that person that's closed off from the world and, you know, never saw a promo for the new season or, you know, never went online or anything like that. And oh, happened the dream. To, and, yeah. <laughs> and happened to be like, oh my God, they did a prequel to Breaking Bad of Better Call Saul? <laughs> wow, I better check this out. That reveal would be amazing. I mean, it's still a great reveal, and, and and in true like Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul fashion, everything looks great. It has like a great look and tone to it. So I I like what they're doing. It just they're they're stretching it out, and I know they're kind of doing it on purpose because they want you know it's like I think Vince Gilligan said uh, delayed gratification he, or yes. something. You want to keep them, yeah. Which is fine. It's just tough to do that when we know where it's going. And, and yeah, the only other thing yeah. I'll say that's kind of made things a little rocky, at least for these first few episodes, is it, is it feels like Saul fully takes a back seat on the show. Oh, yeah. And I, and I know this show's kind of, even from the start, been like a weird Saul and Mike origin mm -hmm. show. But now that's like spreading even thinner um, now that we got Fring in the mix. Oh yeah, that that was one of my main issues with season two. That I, I I at the end I went back and I checked, and I don't have the numbers in front of me right now, but I know there were so many episodes where Saul did fuck all. Really, he didn't do <laughs> anything uh, because he he was he, he was in this office like he went to the work at this uh, place, which was all fine. Uh, but but he was there for so long. His story didn't progress yeah. at all. Instead, we were with Mike exploring his side quest, which didn't lead anywhere. I mean, I know it, it led to a note on his car. Like, they were building a lot of tension. They were building it very slowly. Uh, and then it was the note on the car of don't do it. So it ends, like, I, from, as uh, you mentioned, the Insider Podcast, I realized the point is that he's, you know, rocked. He's never been outsmarted before, and now he's going to have to go up against someone with the same skills or, or similar. But uh, it wasn't satisfying, uh, yeah, especially because, yeah, Saul was in that office for so long, he eventually got out and started doing commercials and fun stuff, but it was a small, uh, like, it was a smaller part than it should have been. I have always been more uh riveted when Saul's doing stuff in the show cuz sometimes he's in it but he's not even doing stuff um unfortunately and i don't dislike mike i love especially when mike and jim are together uh, are together jimmy are together yeah. uh those that's some of the best stuff they're such a good team but it's kind of they the writers let the characters go where they need to go or where they like naturally go and sometimes they're like well we don't have an excuse to put them together so they're not for eight episodes yeah, yeah. Uh, so then it's like not as entertaining to watch but i still understand the choices of it i think you made a good point about episodes one and two of this season could have been combined because i actually liked all of it uh and i even i like i like the plot i like the look everything about it Mm, but it it's uh, it feels maybe a little too slow. But I also I don't want to complain because I enjoy I've enjoyed Agreed. every episode so far. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely do want to reel it in. I know it feels like we're like complaining or whatever, yeah. but uh, these are just kind of like nitpicks. It's it it in no way like makes it seem like where I'm like oh I got to watch an episode of Better Call Saul. <laughs> like I'm looking yeah. forward to this show every week and I and I'm loving everything they're doing. But uh, I do think that. I get the whole, you know, spread it out a bit and kind of get into some of these details, but I still think like 
from a narrative standpoint, from, you know, like a TV show, those things could have been condensed a little bit and you still get the same, you'll still hit the same notes that you want to hit. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I think as well that uh, the character of Jimmy was uh, even agreeing with us because at one point in this uh, season, Mike calls him to help and he's so excited. He's like, oh my God, yes, I get to play with my buddy. And I'm like the same in the, while watching it. Uh, so so yeah, I, let, I mean, let's just preface this by saying it's a really good show. Uh, the only reasons we would discuss negative aspects is that it has really universal critical acclaim when i was looking on wikipedia earlier it's like a hundred percent across the board everyone's saying thumbs up all the thumbs up and i agree uh mm-hmm. but uh, it, it's like we want to talk about the details as well and, and it's hard because they did this like it's impossible not to compare it to breaking bad even though they're very different so breaking bad's the best show ever so what are, <laughs> like we're gonna yeah. talk about some of the stuff that's not the same or not maybe as uh, and a, riveting. Well, and, and especially at this point when we're getting into um, Gus Fring and then we're seeing, excuse me, and then even like more of his story with like Don Eladio and, um, and Hector and stuff. It's like, there's no way you can't compare this to Breaking Bad. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, things are, are, are coming so close, which is cool. That's what the great thing about it. It's, it's another look at the, you know, the, the same the same plot and the same like storylines uh but yeah there's no way to not compare them yeah and especially when it's when it's hector and gus fring um like yeah dueling it out as happens uh maybe a little bit in these if we're not spoiled i mean you've probably watched this if you're uh listening well to i mean should review, we just but... say i mean we've kind of went over generals i guess we should just say we'll probably get into some specifics from here on out yeah, yeah. Well, I, I want to say one thing, which okay. is spoilers for Breaking Bad, but not for this show. And it's okay. that when you have characters, this does include Mike, though to a lesser extent. When you have characters that we know are dead, seeing them duke it out, two dead guys squabbling, <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not going to be as intense as Breaking Bad because yeah. Breaking Bad already brought it to a hundred. Like they they went all the way on how intense and dramatic. It could be. How could it be more dramatic than Breaking Bad? Uh, and that's what I think they must have said when they came up with this show. We're not going to do Breaking Bad. We're going to do a lot of the same style, going to have yep. some of the same characters, but we want to do a different type of show. And in this season, it almost feels like they're trying to do Breaking Bad, and that hasn't been working as well uh, so far. We're only four episodes in at the time we're recording this. Correct, yeah. Uh, yeah. well, shit. We we'll just say spoilers from yeah, here on yeah. out. Spoilers from here on out, for, but only for the first four episodes. Well, yeah, for I the said. first four episodes of season three of Better Call Saul. Exactly. Uh, yeah, because to 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 kind of tag onto what you're talking about, because it's yeah, the 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 drama's already hit there, and 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 even adding the comparisons to Breaking Bad, like you could take, uh, you could take scenes that are like Hector and Gus. And at like Los Polos Hermanos, you could just take them out and you put them in Breaking Bad and you would yeah. like it wouldn't even miss a beat as <laughs> some sort of like flashback or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is great. I mean, that's a great thing about this show, because like like I was saying at the top, like prequels do usually suck. But this is this is, uh, you know, better than that. And it's adding layers. But at the same time. I just I don't want to get too hung up on some of that stuff. I don't want to like I don't care 
when they hired Fran Francesca or whatever. Like, I guess it's fine. It's a nice little nod, but like it, it, it even took me a minute. Like when they hired Jimmy hired his assistant, like it was in the next episode. I was like, Oh, wait a minute. Is that probably the same lady from breaking bad? And I had to look it up. I'm like, Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I wasn't uh, like all excited. Like, yeah. And, and, and part of me even, and, and, and this could just be like my distaste for prequels in general. Like part of me, I don't really want to know how Hector got in the chair. Yes, yeah, yeah, but I mean, I'm I'm sure we probably will. I I mean, this is like the the Breaking Bad crew, so maybe they wouldn't do it, but it feels like you kind of have to because it's going to be one of the driving points, at least of this show. Mm-hmm. But but in a way, like even though it's going to be, it'll be fine. I'm sure it's going to be very interesting. But part of me is like, nah. But I don't. But I don't really know. I don't really want to know. I don't really need to. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's uh, part of, like, uh, this thing where we want new stories, where, like, that was part of the setup of the story you were meaning to tell. If they had meant to tell the story of the chair, it would have... Like, they never brought it up in Breaking Bad. Why not? Like, they... Because they they could have had a scene in another show, it feels like they would have had him speak, or, I don't know, Morse code out on the bell... Uh, how it, this, did you know how this happened? It would have yeah. been a big important thing, but it yeah. doesn't matter. And that's what, one of the things that's great about these writers that, <laughs> and I didn't realize this originally when I watched Breaking Bad, that they don't know. They leave a lot of stuff yeah. unknown. They yeah. are flying by the seats of their pants, but they spend so much time on it and so much craft and skill that there's no way you can tell, uh, that you, that, that it doesn't matter. But, but even to the point, um, that, when they introduced Gus and Hector, they didn't. Those characters didn't know each other. It like I think even in the scene um, where uh, Gus goes to talk and Hector's at the at the. Okay, I, my details are going to get messed up. But but I mean, uh, when they introduced both those characters, they didn't know about their past. They came up with their past later yeah. after they had met. Like, they met in the show and they hadn't even decided that they were old rivals. Uh, well, at least to that extent that they then came up with. But it all flowed so naturally for them. Uh, and that's why they didn't write the whole... Uh, they didn't do the world building that some fantasy or- authors do where they write 10 books about the history of the world before writing a real story. They just did the story. Um, yeah. So, and yeah. which is, and it, it is, it's, it's, uh, it's amazing that they admit that mm-hmm. uh, because I'm sure most creators would just give the, the kind of canned answer of like, oh yeah, you know, we had five we seasons had a, planned. Yeah. We, we, we had our show Bible and we knew this and this and this. But they're pretty open with like, you know, we just kind of they're they're smart. They're smart, intelligent writers. So they were able to just talk things out and then start to fit pieces together that they may have not originally intended. Mm -hmm. And but it comes off. It looks so effortlessly. It does look like they, you know, George Lucas. Oh, I had the prequels written you know, in 1962, like 20 years, uh, uh, like 15 years before the movies came out. Yeah, uh, it, it does cu- look that way. Um, so so they do it with skill, but it, it's definitely I admire that they're open with like, yeah, we weren't sure. And I know we kind of keep referencing the Better Call Saul Insider podcast and we, we do a podcast. But yeah, I have no problem referencing it because it's a very different type of like that's I, I recommend that podcast but it's not obviously they're not going to be able to give you like critical analysis because they're in it. 
Oh, so yeah. it's it's interesting to hear their point of view, but the, the you know they're not going to see see it the same way as you know us the viewers. We're we're talking about how it plays to to us just as a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but oh, yeah. exactly because because we're <laughs> like I definitely recommend the Better Call Saul Insider podcast and the Breaking Bad Insider podcast, and it's so strange. I've I I mean. Do I talk that much to people who watch television on the level that you and I do? No, I do not. So I don't know, but it feels like they're not as well known as they should be, those podcasts. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because uh, I think I heard about them from you when there had already been a lot of seasons of Breaking Bad. And I was like, what's this? And what it is, is the creators of the show, uh, Vince Gilligan's on everyone, but also uh, Kelly Dixon, the, the one of the main editors, and... Mm-hmm. A whole host of characters that come in and out, like a lot of people working on the show, actors and behind the scenes people in every role. And they give such a detailed view of what's going on behind the scenes. It's unprecedented that people would just spend a lot of work on doing a show about their show that isn't even really promoting it because uh, yeah. it's not even yeah. uh, people don't aren't aware of it. That's I mean, that's what all those terrible shows like talking fet we're, we're talking that's oh the one yeah about. yeah talking dead and um, yeah like those chris yeah. hardwick shows yeah because those are just very like very much puff pieces of like you know hey how amazing was it this was great and i mean they'll bring people on from the show and stuff but it's you know as deep as when someone's on jimmy fallon saying like oh i love the crew i love it was a dream to work on yeah. Walking Dead. And, you know, there's still a lot of that on the Insider podcast because they, you do get the feeling that they are a kind of tight-knit family. It's a but, love fest. But you do get to hear a lot about the process. And from the way they talked about ending season two, it was kind of like, all right, we know there's a note and we know there's a tape. Now what? And <laughs> it's pretty, <laughs> it is pretty interesting. And then, But then also sometimes a little scary. When you're like, oh, oh shit, yeah. they didn't know. <laughs> like they, they didn't know where they were going from there. Uh, <clears throat> because you know, when as we get into season three, it's you know the first two episodes is this journey of the gas cap, and it's it's some great you know Mike Ehrmantraut stuff of him being very patient and very professional and and very intelligent and trying to break down how something can happen. And how to flip the, you know, flip the tables on whoever's on on him at the moment. And like you had mentioned, it's, you know, Mike's first time really coming up against someone that's kind of on his level. It's just not it's it's not fully engrossing. At least it wasn't to me because, you know, it's just the journey of the gas cap. But it goes from it goes into two episodes Uh, and and. I do love the Mike Ehrmantraut character, but I feel like the creators are more in love with him and in love with the actor. Yeah. So they give him more than he should. Because in the end, guess what? Spoiler for Breaking Bad, Walter White takes this piece of shit out. So he's not that great. And and and, and, and to me, sometimes I get a little... Because he's, he's, he's such a big part, like especially this season. And I get kind of a little sick of his like half a like he's such a professional he's half asleep all the time like <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah here we go you know uh, i don't need payment we're right what's we're square <laughs> and it's like i i do think he's great and i think he's a great character but it starts to get like 
uh, Jack Reacherish, uh, Reacherish to me, where it's just this. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, I could just picture there'd be a scene of people in a bar being like, Mike Ehrmantraut, that guy walked in, took out blah, 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 did this, did that. It's like, <laughs> we get it. He's great. They love him. He's probably an, an amazing actor to work with. He does deliver, but I'm getting a little sick of his half asleep fucking just strolling through every scene being the best well uh, he's also immortal in this show <laughs> yes so we yeah, know we know nothing yeah. too bad's gonna ha- he's not gonna end up in a wheelchair or if he did he's it's gonna be a uh a hank situation where he's up with a walking stick the next uh <laughs> next season yeah um yeah. and uh but but jim Yes, Walter White may have killed Mike Ehrmantraut, but just because you kill Mike Ehrmantraut don't, don't make you Mike Ehrmantraut. <laughs> That's true. Uh, <laughs> yeah, very true. <laughs> uh, and yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree that I do like him, and I, I it's like that scene where he's in a parking garage and people come in who are going to work for this guy and he just shows him what's what is so fucking great. It's so funny. That's from, you know, season one, I think, right? Where he, he's in the parking garage and he's got a, someone has a huge gun. They shove it in oh, his face. Oh, yeah, like, that is, You yes. don't have a gun? <laughs> he's like, uh, <laughs> and he's so annoyed. It's such a great scene, but it feels like there's so many versions of that scene where mm-hmm. everyone is below his level and I mean I suppose they're trying to explore that now where Gus Fring is someone who's actually on his level but so far mm, I mean it's 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 a little fan fiction-ish a little bit yeah yeah it's 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 reaching like Mary Sue territory of like just being that awesome character and I mean he's supposed to be that awesome character but uh yeah it, it, it like again I'm not saying you know, less Mike. I mean, I, lo- I love the character, but it's it's just getting a little bit like, okay, here's another scene where Mike's going to be the best. And, and you know, as far as narratively, sometimes it just it doesn't pull me in. Uh, and because, like, with such a lack of Saul, like, at least in, in these first four, because to me, the Saul, uh, well, Jimmy, I should say, the the... The Jimmy uh, Chuck stuff is kind of the most interesting just because I don't really know where it's going to go. I mean, I have an idea it's going to go come to a, a head where he becomes Saul Goodman, but I'm interested in that journey and, and how that's going to play out. I'm mm-hmm. very, very interested in how they're going to explain that he's just all of a sudden Saul Goodman and all these people don't know him as Jimmy McGill. You know what I mean? <laughs> that feels yeah. like it's going to be quite a leap. Uh, and I can't wait to see how they explain that and or how they but play I, that out. But how do you mean? Because these characters don't really appear in Breaking Bad, except for obviously well, Mike. Yeah, they don't. But I just mean in the general vicinity of being a lawyer. Like, mm-hmm. even if he's... I'm, I know in Breaking Bad, he's kind of in his own like little strip mall being a lawyer. But, like, I guess they're still aware of him. But it would just be weird, like... They're all, even just in the courthouse, you know, he's talking to just random people, clerks and people at desks and stuff. Wouldn't they think it's weird? Like, if he saw Goodman, he's still coming into the courthouse and talking to oh, these yeah. same people, you know? Uh, That's I, true, I, but in, in the true brilliance of Breaking Bad, they didn't write those scenes for Breaking Bad. So true. maybe in those scenes, we're going to get a flash forward where everyone's like... Saul, what do you mean? You're clearly Jimmy. It's the guy who ate the French fries. Was like, what are you talking about, uh, Jimmy? What you doing? Um, it's like personal branding. 
Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it'll be... I mean, I was going to say it'll be interesting, but it won't. That part won't. Uh, there's a lot of... I, I get scared because we're closer to Breaking Bad, and it's actually interesting that all the time jumps you were describing are... Uh, to me, it sounded, when you were describing it, like something I would hate, but actually oh, yeah. in Breaking Bad and in Better Call Saul, it's all, uh, it's all fine by me. And I'm someone who famously hates when people go jump back in time or have a dream sequence or anything that's not real and moving the plot forward. Uh, one small thing, to be fair, um, they did have the break-in to, uh, to, um, to his brother. That was in episode two. That was the climax or the ending of episode two. Yeah, that's true. So it wasn't just the gas cap, although the gas cap was a big part of it. Mm-hmm. And we did get in episode two. I like you, like you were saying before. I did love when uh, Mike got Jimmy on the horn and had him help him help him out with like scoping out Los Polos Hermanos. Mm-hmm. And um, I really liked that shot of. I mean. Breaking Bad obviously has all these crazy shots all the time. And this wasn't even that crazy. I just really liked how they played it when it was just kind of... It was a close-up on Jimmy watching the guy with the bag. And you just start noticing, like, you know, out of focus in the background. You see a guy cleaning up and you're like, oh, "Oh, shit, there's Gus. Like, Mm -hmm. Jimmy doesn't even understand right now. He's an idiot. You're so stupid. Turn around, you dumbass. (laughs) I really like... Even though that's a lot of prequel-ish stuff, that really hit the the notes for me. Like that was the nice like like I didn't mind being ahead of the characters and I wanted to see how that interaction played out. And it was kind of nice when he catches them in the trash and you know, they had a little back and forth and Jimmy's being slipping Jimmy and coming up with a quick scheme on the fly and and then Gus like it's weird we we talked about um the get down recently and um I can't think of that actor's name now who plays Gus. Uh, God damn it. But anyway, oh, he's, yeah, in the, yeah, yeah. he's in the get down and he's over the top and kind of absurd. Yeah. And, and then you get to see him in this and it's like, oh, yeah, this is fucking great. Like, he's so good. He, just some little looks that he gives. And it's, you know, with us knowing his character, uh, we 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 know where, where he's at and how he's picking things up. So I did really like all that stuff. Mm hmm. And that was all within the first two episodes. And then he gets the, the gas cap phone uh, delivered. And I think, yeah, oh, episode yeah. three starts with... Uh, well, episode three is a lot about the shoe. <laughs> oh, and, yeah, yeah. Because uh, we go from the, the journey of the gas cap to the journey of the shoes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, one thing I want to ask, too, before we get into like episode three and four. I think I've heard people say that they've watched this show and they've never watched Breaking Bad. I can't imagine how that would work or how, especially with stuff happening now i could totally see season one and season two there might be a few little things you might miss but i don't know i don't know if you're getting that same the same hits you should be getting when like gus is showing up in his past i guess maybe mm. it's like someone reading the book and watching the movie maybe maybe it's still enjoyable i don't know well, I think that's the thing about because my favorite season so far is season one, where we had like there's a lot of stuff that I kind of halfway forgot about, but remember those that couple who were swindling money? Oh uh, yeah, 
All, yep. They were great comedic actors, and Mike and him interacting for the first times, and, and he had all this money, and he chose to give it away, and then he went back to Chicago, and he became Slippin' Jimmy, yeah, but then, you know, he went back, and there was a lot of stuff happening in that season, um, comparatively, because he was, it felt like he had this earnest desire to be a straight-up uh, regular citizen <laughs> and he just couldn't help himself in part but also because his brother made him that way because it turns out that his brother was the one who said no you you can't be at my company you shouldn't be a lawyer yeah. uh, and that's kind of what you know brought up the whole intensified the conflict over season two and he got the tape but but yeah um sorry what was what were we talking about that uh, well, we we're talking about someone who'd never watched oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. breaking bad and yeah, wa- like I, just watching this show. There, but but some of that stuff, like you said, the Poyos Hermanos reveal was great. But as you said, it doesn't it doesn't hit that hard for me because we knew that was going to happen. But on the yeah. other hand, if you hadn't watched it, it would be similar because you don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, you're uh, like, what? They're it, in a chicken place? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like it would be almost surprisingly. I mean, the only reason, the only question is why? Why would you do that? Like the, the <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it would still work, honestly. It would still be the same show, but, I mean, watch Breaking Bad. <laughs> I think it would show. still work, but I feel like it it it's definitely would be starting to go off the rails and kind of mm-hmm. not work with Gus. I guess you'd still kind of get the idea, like, oh, this guy has got some power, and, you know, especially because we know this Mike character is cool, and I, I don't know. I I guess it would still kind of work, but yeah, like especially that reveal of Los Polos Hermanos, you'd be like, what? <laughs> what is that? I don't understand. Uh, so, some of the stuff they do that is weird, camera stuff like like Gus Fring being out of focus in the background would be even stranger if you didn't know who Gus Fring was. It was just oh, some guy, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, but, but still, uh, they did a similar thing when they introduced Hector, too. Remember, he was... Uh, someone was in the diner, and you just see the door open in the background, and yeah. Hector Salamanca walks in. Yeah, or even like at the end of the first episode, when it, like doesn't it just end on um, Hector's nephew, that guy from Breaking Bad, basically? And that was like a reveal, and it went to credits. So if you'd never watched, you'd be like, "All right, some guy, a Mexican guy, lives <laughs> in a house." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And then, um, all, but uh, the only other thing, Kim, Kim's kind of taking a back seat as well, uh, at least over these first few episodes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, as far as like, she's kind of going back and forth. Where we did see hints that she kind of enjoys the slip and Jimmy part and has a has kind of some of the same skills on her own, and we're seeing that a little bit more in this season. But I'm still not really reading where she's at like is she hating jimmy right now because of all this shit or because remember her whole thing before was like i want to be a legit lawyer and Mm -hmm. i I don't want your stuff messing up my stuff yeah but now it appears that it is yeah and i mean they're really joined forces in in the in the fourth episode and she's calling places pretending to be someone else which is very slipping yes uh, slipping of her um but mm, yeah it's hard to say because just from what i heard behind the scenes it seems like she's i don't know it felt in the first few episodes that the rift between them was just growing and when there was this scene where after he declined her help and got back to the office he had a long speech 
explaining why he had to deal with this on her own. Mm-hmm. And then she says, okay. Um, and, but, and, and I wonder, uh, I haven't heard the insider stuff on these later episodes, but I totally like, I kind of hated Jimmy in that because I saw that as him being manipulative and maybe I read that wrong. Maybe it's just because I'm seeing him as Saul and as the scam artist. <laughs> yeah. But, but I also know that like the show's gone out of their way to show that he does really have feelings for Kim. But I totally saw that as him being like the old reverse psychology. Like, I don't, I, I got to do this. It's got to be for me. But it was just a weird way to get her to help him. But uh, oh, maybe I, I could have read that wrong. Well, I didn't feel that because why wouldn't you just accept her help to begin with? She went to the courthouse to, to represent him. Um, and he said, no, I, I got to do this on my own. So I, I believed what he was saying, mm-hmm. but he was it was obviously like a script as well that he'd been planning to what sure, he was going to yeah. say. Yeah. And he'd been planning for her to fight back. And then she doesn't. And the way I read that or one pers- possible interpretation is that because the rift between them has gotten so large. And for her, it was a big deal <laughs> that he went and changed like the evidence or no, the paperwork like actually messed like they he he real that's i don't know how illegal that is but it's pretty illegal yeah and uh yeah she was upset about that and i felt she was upset about that to the level where when she said okay it meant okay go do your thing like i don't don't get me involved then i tried to help you but now uh now fuck it then but from what i've heard in the insider podcast it does this does seem more like she supposedly like understands what he was saying which i didn't feel uh i didn't feel like that at all but i suppose it's open to interpretation yeah and i guess i could kind of see it as i mean remembering season two like they were just kind of messing with her like uh like messing with her career basically making her like kind of bottom rung and having to do all this extra work. Cause it was kind of the main reason why Jimmy did it was like for her. And I guess mm-hmm. I could totally see like, cause yeah, it, it kind of came together in these like three and four where, like you said, in the end of last season and then the beginning of this season, it felt like they were growing apart or at least that rift was growing. I guess I could kind of see where it's like, well, shit, shit has hit the fan. We we're in kind of battle mode. So let's get through this. I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to really go through my feelings until we get this. I'm going to try to help you. I'm going to try to save you at least because it's coming out that Chuck's basically his end game is just getting Jimmy like getting his law license, like getting him. Yeah. He doesn't want to be a lawyer. Like that's always been his petty thing. And, yeah. and on one hand, Chuck's kind of right because he knows him better than anyone else. He grew up with him. But on the other hand, even though he has this moral superiority, he has this pettiness to him of like between just the fact that people like Jimmy and Mm -hmm. and they don't always see past the surface. And in a way, Jimmy's still a likable guy. And if Chuck would just give him that, just give him that pat on the back or that hug, then maybe it would put him on the path that Chuck wants him to be on. But then... Chuck has to sit here with his mother on his dead be- deathbed asking for Jimmy and he's been the good guy all along. So it, yeah. it's, it's, it is a great dynamic. Like it's, yeah, yeah. 
and and you totally see both sides, but you're also like, fuck you, Chuck, you fucking you piece of shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's it's you. not called Better Call <laughs> Chuck. No one would watch that show. It's the least likable guy. But as you said, it's totally understandable. They're both uh they're both wrong and they're both yeah. right, which is the best type of drama to put together. Uh and that's probably why their stuff is more interesting than you know, Gus and uh, Hector, who's going to sell the most drugs? Like, I yeah. know that's entirely what Breaking Bad was about. And I did say earlier it's the best show in the world. Uh, but <laughs> here it's actually got some some layers to it. And it makes that really interesting. It makes the Kim-Saul uh, interactions really interesting. And even uh, even Mike and, uh, Mike and Jimmy. I mean, when Mike and Fring are interacting and we get this sense that Mike, you know, cares about more, he cares about innocent civilians and he cares about this and that because of his own background and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's interesting to a point, but it's not going to be as interesting because, as I said, they're two dead guys. Yeah. Out. I mean, it's interesting to see the whole origin tale. Like, and I think it's even where kind of episode four ends off in a way where we get to see that, like, Gus is like, you didn't take the money, and you know, Mike kind of going over, yeah, it's more about his standards and what's what's right by his particular code. And you mm-hmm. start to and then of course it's like that old like, hey, if you ever need maybe I'll need you for something. It's like maybe you will. Maybe I'll <laughs> maybe I'll be ready to be needed. And you're like, ah, this is the birth of a wonderful relationship. <laughs> and it's great because yeah. I, I do like that because then I think of breaking bad. And I think of Mike when he was so mad at Walt because he's like, we had a good thing with Fring and you fucked it up. (laughs) So it is nice to see the beginning of that. And I I just get a small satisfaction of knowing like, nah, you guys think you're so awesome. But don't worry, a chemistry teacher is going to fucking end both of you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, true. Uh, One thing I did love, too, is uh, I think it was at the start of episode three. When, you know, uh, Chuck calls the police and Jimmy gives him that speech of like, here's what's going to happen. You know, you're going to have one oh, of your yeah. episodes because for, for whatever moral reasons Chuck has, Jimmy was still always had his back and was doing, you know, everything for his brother. And he's trading that in, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has these like uh, these these like sycophants or whatever at his law firm, but they're only going to go so far until they get an opportunity to just not have to deal with them anymore. Yeah. So I, I did like, I liked a lot of that stuff too. Yeah. That was cold and awesome. Cause it's, it's uh, their battle is what it's going to be about this season. Uh, mm. Obviously. Um, and it's, I mean, last season was a bit a battle of wits considering the whole uh, fake faking the documents and the cassette tape itself making it. But now it's clearly been stepped up a notch and, but it's all like driven by mystery, as I said at the start. That there's so many things like the the car, where in the car, what's going on with that? Why did he buy that tracker? Where is the tracker? Where, where's it going? Which we already knew. Uh, the shoe. Uh, the what's what's Chuck's plan for the cassette tape was a big big thing for the first two episodes, mm. and then the well, I mean, it, it was all it all paid off so far. The stuff that has that's paid true. off, yeah, that's but, true. But it's been like as sluggish in the way where i where i start to wonder how many seasons they're doing of this are they just like grinding it down in order to be able to make as many seasons as possible uh like what's the climax of better call saul i don't need to know it like i don't want to know it but i i I get a little worried when they're doing it so um slow ish i mean yeah 
It sounds, it, what I'm saying sounds bad. I'm not really worried, honestly. I'm, I'm completely on board, actually. But it, it's like, you know, it's, it's, a little, it's a little sluggish. And this is why you listen to us instead of the Insider Podcast, because we can yeah. talk shit about your favorite TV show. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, you yeah, because, I, yeah. I mean, I totally thought, when I first heard the show announced, I thought there was definitely going to be a lot more, and I guess we saw it a little bit in season one, like you mentioned with that family that was, like, pulling scams and stealing money or whatever. I totally thought we were going to get more of a law show, kind of, and mm-hmm. see, I mean, at the time, Saul, but even if it was Jimmy, see maybe a little bit more side cases and maybe some one-off stuff mm-hmm. uh, to just play around with. And I mean, I guess maybe we still will, but it feels like things are getting so into, you know, origin, Breaking Bad territory. It feels like it'd be re- very hard to really do anything else at this point. Oh, yeah. I think in true Vince Gilligan fashion, they didn't know what they were going to do either until <laughs> yeah. they sat down to write yeah. it. I even heard, you know, they were planning to do it a 30-minute comedy for a while until they thought, no, let's they, just do... Yeah, yeah, that was the original. I I remember reading, like, the announcement, and they were talking about, yeah, it was going to be, like, a 30-minute comedy show. It was just me like, mm-hmm. a wacky fucking... <laughs> uh, well, one thing we I guess we, we, we glossed over, we didn't talk about, it, was actually in the way they've been starting these seasons... Is with Gene working at um, mm. uh, Cinnabon. Yeah. Um, I. What do you think? Like, do you think we'll get uh, we'll get to a point where it's going to be more about that timeline, like the post Breaking Bad? Uh, well, the real question is: Do you do you in the United States really need to have a shop for everything, like a place <laughs> that just makes Cinnabon c- cinnamon buns? That's a thing. Yeah, I Cinnabon, mean, bro. We go to one place and they have all the foods, like all the snacks and things. I mean, or, or like a, yeah, a cafe, you know, you can buy a cinnamon bun, but you really have a place well, that's just cinnamon buns. How else are you going to know who's the best at cinnamon buns? If you just go and like, this place got good cinnamon buns, this place got good. It's like, all right, but is there a place called Cinnabon? Because yeah. clearly that place has the best cinnamon cinnamon rolls, cinnamon buns, whatever the fuck. Yeah, that's a good point. And also, uh, again, in good uh, Breaking Bad fashion, I think that was just a one-off reference in Breaking Bad that if I'm lucky, I'll be a manager yeah. of a Cinnabon. Yeah. <laughs> now it's like a huge part <laughs> of it. It's and the thing. Yeah, it's the best. That's how. Uh, <laughs> that's the opposite of how uh, product placement works. Because obviously, Cinnabon, I'd never heard of them, and this is like now I know all about them, and they're like working. Like I, because a couple of the girls in the show working in there are real Cinnabon employees, and Cinnabon's yeah. like, great, we're on the <laughs> highest rated TV show ever, uh, and it's just because they did it because it was organic and natural. They should get paid for it, but I don't think they are because uh, they're just collaborating. Uh, but to answer your question, no, I don't think we're going to be that much in the. We're not. Are we going to have a black and white season? Do you think so? Mm, yeah, I know. It wouldn't be. It couldn't be black and white. I get. Well, although I guess I could totally see them maybe doing an episode. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I said no, but that was just a gut reaction. It could, like, even if they just they could, they would just have it linger on his face, and then it would slowly go from black and white to color, yeah. And then it, that would be the rest of the show. And I, I mean, I would almost enjoy that a lot. Uh, it almost feels like the end of the show has to, you know, obviously this uh, first episode he collapses and. You know, they don't say what that's about. Yeah. It, it, it feels like, and maybe this would be stupid or maybe it would be great, but it feels like he's going to have lung cancer or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Not not that. They're not going to do it that bad, but something. Something's going to go on. And, and 
it feels as well as he's like clearly in the future he's suppressed his lawyer side but he really misses the good old days he's got the videotapes in in uh, season one the first mm-hmm. flash forward and i think an almost pretty obvious way to end it or to at least have some sort of climax is he's defending himself uh at the end you know he's caught uh, in black and white and he does his own defense because now that's him returning to being a lawyer but it's also gonna you know in his in his closing statements that's probably gonna be the end of the show where he you know wraps it all up in a neat bag and has a great um Saul Goodman monologue that seems likely I would love that I would actually yeah. really love that even though like you, you're right it's kind of seems like what you would do i would still love it i would love it so yeah. much no yeah exactly because <laughs> so i, why, I, I yeah. do really like the peaks at um the the modern day or future or whatever uh jimmy mcgill gene i don't know if they said his last name or not saul goodman uh i just want i do kind of want it to to lead to something like i, mm-hmm. I mean i don't need a whole season or even a whole episode but I would like it to, yeah, to, to lead to something uh, for the show. <clears throat> now, I, I know these are like the obvious questions, but do we see Walter White on this show? I would have said no after like season one, but now it's almost 100% certain that we'll see Walter White. <laughs> I totally, because uh, what I didn't first, uh, when it cut to gus like at the fire department or whatever i didn't realize Mm -hmm. it was a fire department at first and i was like oh shit here we go we're gonna see hank (laughs) oh yeah no i thought i thought that when the da d yeah the drug enforcement thing we're we're going through dea were looting the place when uh, mike was watching it with binoculars i thought hank would be there (laughs) and then i was doing some calculations in my head like wow he'd be pretty young uh (laughs) relatively speaking but i mean they all seem to pull off like do they're all believably kind of like they're in that age bracket where Bob Odenkirk <laughs> ten years here or there. They did a really good job of making uh, Bob Odenkirk look younger. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess he they probably just like he's he's way more svelte and like his his hair is better because you know he was just a little bit more I guess uh, chubby and balding in Breaking Bad, yeah. and it just happened. Like I'm sure they just did that because that was the goof. Like ah, mm-hmm. this trashy lawyer guy, but he's got like hints of brilliance, and he knows how to really run a scheme. Uh, but it just happened to work where they could easily young him up, and it fe- it doesn't feel out of place. It doesn't feel mm-hmm. like there's trickery going on. It's like no, that's just younger uh, Saul Goodman right there. There he is. Yeah. So we're we're probably gonna see Walter White, <clears throat> but I feel like it will be like, you know, he's working the car wash or whatever, and it's like. Here's looking at you, kid. Here's have another dime from Saul Goodman. That's the last episode when he give, <laughs> well, gives him an extra you, tip. Do you think we would get to the point where, not that Walter White would be on it regularly, but we're in parallel stories with Breaking Bad? Uh, I don't think I'd like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't but, know if uh, I'd like that yeah. either. I feel like they wouldn't because they're they're you know stretching maybe i don't know it's hard to say what would the climactic season of this show be like uh although i guess breaking bad or during breaking bad i guess probably more in line with what they would do is maybe we would just get hints at moments that are maybe parallel like even if we get a a a saul moment from before he has to go into hiding or whatever or just picking up when he first like leaves like maybe stuff like that. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know if I'd necessarily want it either, but it just feels like with the stuff they're doing now with Gus and how 
we're seeing this the these things like how they came to fruition it feels like we're gonna get to that point even though i think there's still a few years off from breaking bad it just feels like we're so close to it yeah but i don't know i guess we'll see how much time do you think has passed in like the show time like from the start because it started in i guess 2002 uh you know inside the show and has it been six months has it been a year uh it's really hard to work s- at that law firm for a while yeah, but, it's, it's really yeah. hard to say because the way they do time and breaking bad because i remember i didn't hear until like they were going into like the last season that they're like oh yeah so it's been about a year and it's like this mm-hmm. whole fucking show's been a year are you serious so <laughs> you never know they could be like yeah, you know, it's been three months. Like, it's been three months yeah. since the first episode of Better Call Saul. Uh, yeah, and it's it's hard, just hard to say right now with the way they're pacing it out because it's like, what's the show about at this point? It's It feels like, and I want it to be about, uh, Saul. No, <laughs> well, Jimmy. Jimmy and Saul and Chuck. Like, that's the important stuff. Uh, and he's going to have a whole season probably where he, him and Kim break up. I don't think that's going to be this season. I feel like that's going to be the next one. Cause yeah, now this season's about him and Chuck going head to head. feels like Chuck. There's been like five moments when it feels like Chuck would have died and that would have made a huge impact. But I mean, that's gotta come up at some point. Uh, it feels like, I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. I, I think we pretty much covered these first four episodes, and we'll just have to wait and see, right? Yeah. The only other thing I wanted to call out, I haven't had much to add. I just liked it, like you were saying before, of being excited when Mike called Jimmy. It was cool when Mike showed up at Chuck's place, and you're like, ah, the, it's, it's oh, Mike yeah. and Chuck. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> and he's doing his fucking... They, like, they, they have done impressive, weird, like, sound stuff this year. And not that it was that crazy with the drill... But it was like annoying in a in a way of like, okay, I get what they're doing, but this is really annoying me. And <laughs> yeah, 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 it was. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm very uh, excited to see where this season, how everything plays out, where it's going. Uh, yeah, the only nitpicks we had, I think we kind of both were in agreement, is some of the uh, like stretching out of things because... Yeah, maybe like you said, they they want to get some more seasons out of this, or they you know don't want to get to some things too early. Like I thought it was just a bit much. I may, I, I would, wouldn't even I wouldn't even be saying that about this season. Uh, if it wasn't for the previous season, where all yeah. the way through I thought this is all going to pay off, this is all going to be worth it, and I mean it was good, but it wasn't to the level that they built it up and slowed it down and had Jimmy like barely appear for three or four episodes and then come in and do something. Well, and then the, the last thing before we finish up, how many seasons was Breaking Bad? It was was season five the last, but it was like split in half or whatever. That yeah, that's right. So, does this show ha- end up having more seasons than Breaking Bad? Mm, I feel like they... I mean, you mentioned earlier the thing with the letters, uh, where the letters of the episode spelled out different things. And I've always felt like such an incongruous, uh, like, weird thing that never, for me, like, fitted with the, the brilliance of the rest of the writing, where it's yeah. like, oh, and also, we like putting little secrets in here. Yeah. Uh, it's not bad, but it's like... Well, they oh. did it in Breaking Bad as well, the, the oh, yeah, season exactly. with the plane. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I agree. I didn't... It's cool that they put that there for people to pick up, but it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't fit in with how good the show is, weirdly enough. It kind of feels a little like, all right. 
Yeah, and I only brought that up to say I think that's why they're going to have five seasons and the last one's going to be split in two, just because. <laughs> well, because, yeah, it's like if we go into season four, then it's just right up there with, you know, almost as long as Breaking Bad. I guess you could kind of say Breaking Bad is six seasons. Mm-hmm. So then I guess that gives them a little bit more wiggle room, but it would be weird if it had more seasons than Breaking Bad. Yeah, and again, uh, where was Breaking Bad at in season three, four episodes in? Uh, Like, you can't really compare it like that and say that, you know, they got further, they did more, because, as we've said a hundred times, they're doing something different. But at the same time, it really illustrates the pace of this show, and even though it's really enjoyable to watch, sometimes it's... uh, Maybe a bit much? We'll see. We'll see how it pans out. Well, let's look real quick. Uh... From season, is it season three? Yeah. Season three, episode. Breaking Bad, on episode four was Greenlight. Jesse gives meth to a cashier in exchange for gasoline. Meanwhile, Walt makes a scene at Skyler's workplace while confronting Ted, but Mike removes Walt before police can arrive. I know we said we're, you're not supposed to do this, but I just want to do it real quick just to see how it right. works. <laughs> I did say that. Saul tries to convince Walt to continue producing meth, but Walt refuses the offer and loses Saul's help laundering money. Walt loses his job and is met by Jesse, who has produced a new batch of meth on his own. Walt rejects Jesse's product as substandard, and Jesse resolves to sell the product to Gus himself. Gus reluctantly agrees to the purchase, anticipating that Walt's pride and financial need may convince him to accept his business proposition. Jesse only receives half the payment, while the second half is delivered to Walt. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Skyler continues her affair with Ted, and Hank forgoes his transfer to El Paso in order to pursue a new lead at a gas station. You know, when you bring it up like that, because <laughs> uh, now that I think back, uh, you remember the big moments in Breaking Bad, right? Yeah. There were some episodes <laughs> where it's not bad, but I mean, it definitely had some of the same qualities of like, there was one or two places where a season was like, okay, I guess we're still going to the super lab. Uh, and I mean, I'm not saying the fly was bad. The fly was great. The fly was but good, yeah. I'm yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying there were <laughs> there were certain sections where they were clearly building to something, and we shouldn't uh, shouldn't uh, yeah. slap Saul on the wrists too much. Well, for that. yeah, because I mean, even thinking about it now, even the Gus Fring character is a great character, but I do remember doing a rewatch, and uh, they definitely spread it out a bit just to get it to that finale. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, you know, hey, there you go. But it's the exact yeah. same show as Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, uh, if you disagree, what show could this possibly be more similar to? Why don't you let us know in a comment on our website or yes. YouTube? Uh, it's showswhatyouknow.com, showswhatyouknow on YouTube. You can also email us at showswhatyouknowshow at gmail.com. Uh, and you can subscribe on iTunes or other podcasts catching things and leave a review there why don't you yes please please so uh what else jim and them.com for jim's podcast which is a great podcast awesomepedia.org is where i keep my other projects including podcasts and we both have youtube channels that you would enjoy uh this is why you listen to the to this in before and uh after the insider podcast which you should also listen to because it's very good but you can't leave those comments on their site. They don't <laughs> want to hear it. We'll take any of your comments, no matter how positive or negative. Yeah. So I yeah. think this is the perfect companion piece 
to yeah. the Better Call Saul show slash insider podcast is shows what you know. We're similarly <laughs> underappreciated, I'd say. So, yes, uh, get in touch and we'll see you with the rest of the season, I guess. Yes. Thank you. <laughs>